another episode of Two Dudes in Your Cage with your host, myself, Charles Clark. And I'm Matt Johnson. Hey, we are excited to bring you another night of fights. We got UFC Fight Night at Home versus Fiera. Hey, we're going to get straight into it. We're real excited about this week. There's some good fights on the card. So let's get into the analysis and predictions. All right. First up, we have Elise Reed, who's five and one for Sam Hughes, who's six and four. Both of these ladies just fought uh, like within the last month. Sam Hughes fought like two weeks ago. Elise Reed fought about a month ago. A very quick turnaround. It's pretty exciting. Elise Reed, uh, man, I think she she doesn't have that good of a takedown defense. She has been working it. Uh, I think a lot of people are saying she's she's, she's been working on it a lot, trying to improve it. Um, She has very good striking, very good movement. That's kind of what she's known for. Um, For me, the Sam Hughes, she just fought Estella Nunes. I think she needs to approach this fight just like she did Estella. Um, She has great cardio. She has really good wrestling. Uh, She does tend to start a little bit slow. So that is kind of worrisome because she doesn't come out the gate super hard. And you never know what can happen when when she's a little slow like that. Um, I I think she kind of has poor striking defense which is a little bit of a worry against Elise Reed. Same worry against her with Estella Nunes as well. Um, I think she needs to get this fight to the ground as she's a great grappler. Elise Reed, like I said, she's been working at takedown defense, but she's more known for for, um, her striking. I think she needs to keep this fight on her feet. Uh, You know, I I really liked how Sam Hughes fought last time. So I think that's why I'm going to go with her. Um, just going off that last fight, even though there's some some worry there. Um, I think Sam Hughes is the pick for me. Matt, what do you think? So I was looking at this one. Out. Sam Hughes is 1-3 and three in the UFC. So she was 0-3, won her last one. Her back is still against the cage. Yeah. Elise Reed, yeah, 1-1. One one. So she has a little bit of leeway. But I really think, like you said, the takedown defense is going to be the deciding factor. Absolutely. We know that Sam Hughes, she she can do takedowns. She is more of a stand-up fighter. But I think she's going to – she's got to mix it up and get a victory or she's going to not be a UFC fighter for long. So I'm, I'm going with Sam Hughes good old Sam page. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely think she's close to the chopping block and that, that may give her some extra drive for sure. So, so hopefully she'll come out strong at the gate. Yeah. Speaking of strong, this next fight, I like this one. We got uh, chase Hooper versus Felipe Corral. You know, Felipe. (laughs) (laughs) That's a tough last name. Um, both jiu-jitsu. Chase Hooper, Chase you know, good stand-up, great grappling. He got the contract with Dana White's Contender Series. I want to say he's 23 years old now, young prospect. But he's always exciting. He has unorthodox takedowns. He fell in love with his striking against Bruce Leroy. And that did not work out for him. 
his last fight, he went back down to the ground, you know, mixed in his grappling. And I, I think he's going to do that again. And I think he's going to get the victory over Felipe. Nice, nice. Yeah, Chase Hooper, oh, man, he's known for that uh, Eminari role. He just kind of does it crazy spots. He just rolls and, and tries to grab your leg out of nowhere. Um, in my mind, he, he does have a little bit of a, a poor striking defense. Um, and I think that's because he doesn't move that well on his feet, but he has been training with wonder boy. Um, I did read that. So, you know, wonder boy is like a karate dude who moves super excellent. So, so there could be some changes there. Um, you know, he's a really big, big, tall and tall, lanky guy. So I think he cuts a lot of weight. So I'd like to see how he looks at the weigh-ins. Um, I think that could make a difference. Felipe Colares, he's actually moving up in weight. Um, so he's going to be a smaller guy against Chase Hooper. But I think he is a great striker with good speed. Um, the, the issue I have with Chase Hooper is he's a little bit one-dimensional to me. Um, I think he got signed a little bit too early uh, to the UFC. You know, he's a young dude. I think I think he could have developed more on the regional circuit some, and and that that really would have uh, done well for him. Uh, you know, he's kind of been beaten up a lot in his last couple of fights, taking a lot of damage, and, and being super young. You know, I, I kind of don't like that, and, and wish he would have had more time to develop properly. Um, I think Felipe has had some ground issues in the past, even though he is a BJJ black belt. Um, he's been held down by some guys, by some better wrestlers. He's been submitted a few times. Um, I, I think he is quite durable. I, I do see Chase Hooper being a better grappler. Um, I, I just... I just don't like how Chase Hooper performed in his last fight where he just was rolling out of nowhere and he wasn't setting it up with his strikes. And it makes me a little bit cautious to pick him. So for that reason, I'm going to pick Felipe. That's interesting. You know, Chase Hooper has been working with his dad, Ben Askren, as well. So Nice. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's got and Askren one-dimensional as well. Yeah. But you mix in Wonder Boy striking, Askren's wrestling, and at his age, he learns quicker than you know us older hey. gentlemen. So it'll be a, this one will be a good one to watch. I, I I think if he can make improvements and make make uh make his game more um more of a variety and not not just shoot for the rolls and just go for the dragling the grappling and mixing and striking, um, he, he does stand a chance for sure. So, so I would look out for that. And he's got a five inch reach advantage. Yeah. He does have reach on him too. So, so you never know. Right, man. Next up, we got Jonathan Martinez, 15 and four versus Vince Morales versus uh, who's 11 and five. Man, John, Jonathan Martinez, um, man, he's a good striker. I, I think this is going to be a primarily a striking match between these two guys as, as they both like to, to strike a lot. I think, uh, man, he's got a, a great, great left kick, Jonathan Martinez. It's super fast, kind of kind of comes out of nowhere. Plus, he's got good boxing. He's got good cardio. Um he kind of has lower takedown defense, but he is a decent grappler. Um, 
he kind of doesn't he 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 punches and he doesn't kind of uh recoil his hands fast a lot where he where he brings him back so that's kind of a worry and he he has had a little bit of a chin issue not super bad in the past so by the way he brings his hand back to with the chin issue it does worry me a little bit. I'm also interested to see how he looks on the scales as well, to see if he's going to make weight, to see how he looks, because um, that can make a big difference. Vince Morales, he's got super speed. He's got great KO power. Uh, I mean, he's a good boxer. That's why I think this this, this is going to be primarily a striking match. But I think, um, you know, Jonathan Martinez is a Muay Thai guy versus a boxer. I just think he has more variety with this Muay Thai than with Vince Morales does with his boxing. And that's the reason why I'm going to pick Jonathan Martinez. What about you, Matt? It's a good pick. I, too, am picking Martinez. Uh, nice. He's going to be the bigger fighter because I believe Morales is, has been fighting bantamweight, so he's coming yeah. up. Um both strikers, but Martinez has a little edge on his takedown accuracy. He's about 38% where Morales is about 25. Super so, low for both of them. I don't think they're going to go to the ground, Yeah, but I think if Martinez needs to, he has a better chance than if Morales needed to, to you know, clear the cobwebs. So I think... It's going to be a barn burner. They're going to throw some hands, but Martinez is going to get his hand raised. Nice. Nice. Next one, we have Omar. Man, I get all the hard names. <laughs> we got Omar Morales against Euros. I know it's not Medic. I believe Medic. it's Medic. Okay. Medic. Yep. So this one, Medich is only seven and one in his career, but he's also a little bit younger. He's at a reach disadvantage, but he he's got some power in his hands. He lands for significant strikes, lands about 76% compared to 42% for Omar. But Omar's never missed a takedown. He's 100% on his takedown attempts. Wow. UFC. So this is a, a Styles makes matchups situation. My guess, bold prediction here, is Medich gets a knockout. Nice. Hey, I like it. I agree with you. I'm going with Uros Medich myself, man. I think dude's dude's got great offense. Um, he does tend to throw – little bit of looping strikes but 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 you get a lot of power in those looping strikes especially if that they land dude's got great ko power i mean all of all of his finishes are are by wins he's got five ko's and two subs he doesn't have a decision win um you know omar does does kind of have a higher guard like cheeto vera does um he has good leg kicks he he kind of tends to have a lower output in my mind um but he is a good wrestler so uh that wrestling is always in his back pocket and he could use that if he's getting out striked by euros i just think euros is like you said he's a younger guy he's super athletic 
Um, I think he's going to be quicker. He's going to have more power. And I just think he's going to be super aggressive and, and that aggressive is going to get him to win. Um, as where I think Omar needs to get the takedown and he needs to grind out a win. You know, he needs to win 15 minutes of this fight uh, as compared to where Earl is, is going to land some power shots uh, and, and most likely get the win that way in my mind. I like the pick. Right. Next up, we have Halton Almeida, who's 15 and two, versus Parker Porter, who's 13 and six. Man, I'm going Halton Almeida all the way on this one, man. I would probably bet him. <laughs> I'd probably throw down some money on this dude. This dude is a savage. I mean, he's got great cardio. He's got good wrestling. He's got power. I think he's going to be looking for a takedown. I think that might be kind of hard. Halton Almeida has fought at 205, but he's moving up to heavyweight for this one. I think he's going to be a lot lighter than Parker Porter, so it might be a little bit more difficult for him to get the takedown. But I, uh, I think um, he's got really good front kicks that he uses really well. He's going to get the takedown. He's going to go for ground and pound, and he's going to probably finish Parker Porter Parker Porter is on a three-fight win streak. Uh, he's going to be a lot bigger. He does have decent boxing. I just don't think Parker Porter has really fought anyone. Um, he beat Chase Sherman. He beat Josh Parisian. Um, they're just not really high-level guys in the UFC. And and he lost to Chris Dawkins, you know, who's uh, who's a ranked guy. And most of Parker Porter's wins are by decision. So I just don't think he can knock out Halton Amida um, and he needs to finish him. I just don't think a decision win over Halton Amida is, is, I just don't see him getting it. So I'm going with Halton. That's a good pick. And here's why. Most people don't realize the easiest transition from weight class is light heavyweight to heavyweight. Because when you're heavyweight, you don't tend to cut much weight unless you're, you know, some of the top tier guys like Francis Ngannou does. But oh, yeah, it's Diablo. <laughs> At 205, typically when you're fighting, you're weighing about 225, 230, which is an ideal heavyweight. You still have your speed, which Almeida is going to have. And I think he's going to be too quick for Porter. I think he's got enough power to not maybe not knock him out with a one punch, but get Porter to be on his back foot, easy openings for the takedown, stay at range. He's got four inch range advantage, so I think I think Almeida is going to get the the victory as a heavyweight. I agree. <laughs> we got some. <laughs> He is. He's I love it. <laughs> we got it. We got it. Oh, well, if he wasn't asleep, I'd say let's get a shot of him in there. Yeah. All right. The next fight is a middleweight matchup against another one. Alan Amadovsky versus Joseph Holmes. You are getting all the hard names. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alan Amadovsky, he's He's kind of a smaller middleweight. He's only 5'10". Uh, most middleweights average around six foot. He's also got a six-inch reach disadvantage. 
I think Joseph Holmes is going to, you know, he's about 50% on the striking accuracy for significant strikes. I think if he stays that range, hides behind his jab, I really think he could, you know, piece him up and get the victory, maybe the knockout. Joseph Holmes all the way. Yeah, all right. Man, Joseph Holmes, yeah. Dude's got good subs. He is going to have a reach advantage. He comes from the contender series. I think he's looking for his first UFC win. Um, I think it's, yeah, maybe. Um, man, Alan, Alan, dude, dude's got super power, man. All of his wins are by knockout. Um, he hasn't fought in three years, though, so that that's kind of a big worry. I think Joseph Holmes is going to be looking for a takedown. Uh, my issue with Joseph Holmes is, man, I I just do not like how he performed against Jamie Pickett. Um, I don't – I mean, obviously, Jamie Pickett's in the UFC, so he's a good fighter. He'd probably kick my ass. Um, I, I just don't think Jamie Pickett's all that, that high level – and the way he performed against him, I have a hard time picking him. And I think Allen's going to get another knockout, man. Um, I just think he's going to be too powerful. Um, I, th- I think if uh, if the fight goes to the ground and, and Joseph can keep him on the ground and negate that power standing up, he'll probably eke out a, a decision win. Um, I, I just think his power, Alan's power, is going to be too much. Um, so I'm going to pick Joseph, man. Hey, so Matt and I, we're, we're both professional developers, software engineers. We went to school. We've gotten very lucky in our careers. Uh, be, becoming a programmer has changed my life. Um, it, it's opened up a new way of living for me. Um, you know, going to college is tough. It's not for everyone, especially if you have a family, especially if you're a little bit older, um, you know, trying to work full time and going to school can be quite difficult. But, uh, you know, I definitely encourage anybody who's good with computers and interested in programming to get into it. Are you ready to start your new career in coding? If you are, visit Treehouse. Treehouse is an online coding boot camp. They got you, you want to do a course, you're not just reading, you're not just watching a YouTube video, you're getting hands-on work and hands-on experience. You want to choose to build a portfolio, go to Team Treehouse. You want to create a network, Team Treehouse. And if you want to land your dream job like Charles and I did, visit Team Treehouse Online Coding Bootcamp. Now you're probably wondering, where do we go? Charles, where do we go? Hey, check the link below. We're going to give you all the information you need. To get 50% off your first month. Great stuff. Hey, all right. We're going to move on to the main card. We got Eric Anders, who's 14 and 6, versus Park Young Yan, who's 13 and 5. Man, Eric Anders, man, he moves really well. I think he's a good grappler. He doesn't kind of use it as much as he should. He's super athletic. Plus, he's been training at Fight Ready Gym with Henry Cejudo. Man, uh, I think Park kind of winds up his shots a little bit. You know, he tries to look for too much power with those big winding up shots. Um, He is a decent wrestler. He's got really good pressure. 
The, the issue I see with Eric Anders is he doesn't throw a whole lot of combos. He kind of throws a shot and he resets, um, you know, he should throw a shot. He should throw a combo and, and keep moving forward. Instead, he kind of shoots, uh, hits a shot, and then he'll just kind of move back and, and, and go back to the center of the cage when he should keep pressing. You know, um, I think Park has really good leg kicks. Um, the key for him is if he's going to get a takedown or not. Um, Eric Anders likes to hold guys against the fence. I think he's going to be bigger and he's going to be stronger. That could pose a problem if he does get you up against the fence and hold you there and, and um, doesn't allow Park to get the takedown. I think Park's wrestling is going to be too much. Um, I think eventually he will get a takedown. I think Eric Anders... Um, you know, in the first round, he'll be explosive enough to get back on his feet. But I think if he keeps uh, getting taken down by Park, um, he's going to get held down and stay there. And Park's going to win a decision victory. Bold move. I, I like what you're saying. However, I think with the mixture of working with Cejudo, I'm not an Alabama Roll Tide fan, but yeah. Anders is roll tide. Uh, he's a striker, so he will have to stand up. But he has a weakness, and that weakness is leg kicks. Khalil Roundtree tore up his leg in his fight. I mean, he still managed to you know fight and in deep into the fight. But I just think Park is going to stay away from the ground. And he's going to try to show off his striking skills, especially his last fight. He got knocked out. So I think he's going to try to want one back, you know, get one back. And I think he's going to, he's going to have a striking battle with Anders and Anders is going to get his hand raised. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think if he, if he tries to show off his striking and gets in a striking fight with him, he's definitely going to lose for sure. Uh, and it's tough because you know, a lot of fighters, they like to, if they get submitted, you know, most of them try the next fight to go on the ground. Like, look what I, you know, look what I've improved. Right, right. right. I, I think he's at that point in his career where he's like, okay, I got knocked out. I need to show you guys that it's not going to happen all yeah. the time. Yeah, you see that all the time for sure. Cody Garbrandt. Exactly. Perfect example. Yeah. It's not working the next out. one, more hard names, <laughs> Pollyanna Viana versus Tabitha Ritchie. This one is going to be a good one. These both women are, you know, good fighters. They're still coming up, great prospects. But I'm going to go Viana. She has power in her hands. And I think she's just going to – six-inch reach advantage, can't go wrong. She's going to stay on the outside, use her angles, and use her boxing, and she's going to point out a good decision. Nice. Man, dude, I, I, I honestly I, – I haven't picked one till now. I've been having a hard time, and I, I couldn't decide who I want to pick in this one. Um, cause I was, I was wanting to do Pollyanna, but, but 
so many people on tap out she, uh tabitha is favored um but but uh, so i like that you picked pollyanna uh i'm gonna go with her you know she she does she's she's got a reach advantage she's just a little bit of a weird striker um she's she's kind of slow and stiff uh she is improving she is really good on the mat though um tabitha ritzy uh ritzy she she just kind of blitzes forward to, to try and get a takedown she's she's not that great of a striker she like keeps her head down when she strikes uh, and tries to close the distance um which is really weird to me. And she's, 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 she's technical on the ground for sure. I think this might be more of a grappling match though. Um, I think Pollyanna has good kicks um, that she needs to use those. Uh, she also has a really good arm bar. Arm bar is my favorite uh, sub. She's got eight subs, four KOs. All of her wins are by finish. Um you know, I, a lot of people think Tabitha's going to win, but yeah, I think I think I'm calling the upset with you, man. I think Pollyanna's going to get this one, man. I, I do. I, I just I just see something something in there where where I think she's going to win. So awesome! I'm glad you. Yeah, I just pulled her stats up. Her Viana's last two fights ended in submission, and previous to that, she lost by submission. So I think she's going to try to take her to the ground. Yeah. She lost, heavy. she lost like three in a row too. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Now she's got two two subs in a row. So I think yeah, that's why I think it's going to turn into a grappling match because I just don't think Tabitha is that great of a striker either. So mm. um, they're going to be u- utilizing their grappling more. Nice. Uh, I'm I'm glad you picked her too. So it, it made me it made me my decision final <laughs> with picking her. All right. Next up in the featured fight, we have Chidi Najo Kowani, who's 21 and 7, versus Disco Todorovic, who's 11 and 2. Man, Chidi, man, dude, dude, uh, where do I start? Let's see. He's got speed, he's got power. Um, Dude, dude was a Bellator fighter. He had a really good run in Bellator. Uh, he performed really well. That's why he's in the UFC now. He's a BJJ black belt. He's a Taekwondo black belt. Um, he's a really good kickboxer in my mind. Um, Disco, he does have really good boxing. He tends to keep himself upright Um uh, and by doing so, that kind of leaves him open by, by how he stands so straight up uh, and not more of in a defensive position. So I, I think because of how he leaves himself open, he's going to get get good with the get caught with a good clean shot by Chidi and, and get knocked out. Probably um, Disco does have good speed, too. I mean, he's a good wrestler. I just think he needs to get a takedown. I think the issue with with Disco is is that he needs to get you up against the fence to get that takedown, and I don't think he's going to be able to do that against Chidi, and and that's why I'm picking Chidi to win. I agree with you. Uh, Disco, his takedowns all come from the clinch. His uh, accuracy is 9.5% on his takedown attempts. But 
I just I think Chidi is going to be too fast. He's more of a technical striker. He's uh, three. His last three wins are all by KO. And he's on a three-fight win streak, one in LFA, two in the UFC. Dust goes. He's got two. His past one, two, three, four, five fights. Both of his wins were by KO, one by decision, lost by decision, lost by KO. I think he's going to – they're going to stand up. They're both strikers. And I think uh, it's not going 15 minutes, but – Chidi's getting that victory. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. The next fight is this is going to be an interesting one. The co-main event. Yeah, the co-main event. Santiago Ponzanibo versus Michelle Pereira. I like Pereira, but he gets gassed. He's a flashy fighter. Definitely. I'll never forget his UFC debut when he used all of his energy on the walkout. Doing backflips and shit. Yeah, and the minute within the first round, he was gassed. Everybody remembers that. Everybody. (laughs) But, you know, after that, he, he gets conservative, but he knows, he seems to know when to get on the throttle and when to get off. So that's a good sign. I... Santiago is a power striker. He's a good fighter. And I I think uh, Pereira's going to get the victory. But I think it's going to be a back-and-forth, nail-biting split decision. Nice. This is another one that I don't have a check mark by. I, I cannot make up my mind on this fight either. Um, Michelle Pierre, man, dude. He is. He's a great striker, dude. He's super athletic. He's known for all his crazy, flashy moves. Not only does he do backflips before the fight, he does backflips during the fight. Uh, I mean, dude is crazy. But like you said, dude, he, he expels too much energy trying to trying to show off for the fans. Um, I, I think he looked his cardio looked better in his last fight. So I think his cardio is getting better. Um, you know, it is at the apex, so it's not going to be in front of a bunch of fans. Um, there'll be millions watching on TV. Um, so hopefully he won't uh, try to put on too much of a show before the fight and reserve his energy. Uh, Santiago, like you said, dude, uh, man, he's, he's super tough, dude. Uh, he's got good leg and body kicks. Um he throws the same combo a lot. He throws a right hand, left hook a lot. Um, if I can see that in my analysis, any any pro uh, fighter should be able to see that as well, uh, in my opinion, and look out for that. He is a good boxer. He just kind of throws that same combo over and over to me. Um, I think Michelle Pierre needs to stay on the outside. He needs to be a little bit more defensive. Um he has super good movement. The dude moves so well. Uh, I just think, you know, that with that cardio and, and him being too flashy, it was, it was just kind of hard to, to lean a certain way. I, um, I, I think I'm going to lean towards Michelle as well. Um, I, I think he will get this one. Um, I, I just think 
he needs to conserve his cardio. And, and, and I will say his last last three wins, unanimous decision. So he's on a four fight win streak. Yes. Yeah, and the fight he lost before that to Diego Sanchez was a, a disqualification yeah. to the knee. So I mean, dude, dudes put together uh, quite a lot of wins, you know. Yeah. I thought he was going to get cut after he got gassed in minute one. I was right. like, oh, Uncle Dana's not happy. No, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, may, maybe they told him, hey, man, you got to chill out with all that stuff. Worry more about winning the fight than, than being super flashy and fancy. So, yeah. And, and I definitely saw that in his last fight, you know. So, I think I think he's kind of kind of figured that out. So, all right. We're on to the main event. Holly Holm, the preacher's daughter, 14 and 5, versus Ketlin Vieira, who's 12 and 2. Man, Holly Holm is the former Bantamweight champion. She has been out for a year and a half, and that's due to some injuries. So, so that does worry me a lot. Holly Holm, she's a former boxer. She's a former kickboxer. She moved into MMA. I think she has really good takedown defense. She has really good foot, footwork. Uh, you know, that probably comes from her boxing and kickboxing career. She moves really well. Uh, she's a great striker, plus plus mixed in with her great takedown defense. I think Caitlin Vieira, she's probably one of the best grapplers in the division. Uh, she was she was some kind of Brazilian wrestling champion. Um, her striking is a little bit predictable in my mind, but she's super dangerous on the mat. Um, she beat Misha, Misha Tate recently in her comeback fight, I think, something like that. Um, I, I think this is kind of a striker versus grappler match. You know, Holly Holmes is going to keep a standing, looked out striker, um, and Caitlin's going to try and get the, get the fight to the ground. I don't think she's going to be able to because Holly Holmes takedown defense is, is really good to me. Um, Holly Holmes is 40 now and Caitlin is 30. So, so there is a 10 year difference. Um, and, and, you know, that could cause some issues uh, along the age difference, along with the layoff due to injuries um, could cause some issues but I still think I'm going to go with Holly Holmes. Um, I think she's going to win this one. You know, I, I was back and forth on this one because Holly's age is a little concerning to me, 40. But then you look at Glover Teixeira, right. John Blakovich. One thing I noticed, Ketlin Vera, is she her head always stays on that center line when she strikes. She doesn't do head movement. It's always right here. And I think Holly Holm is just going to say, oh, here's my left leg. Has a taste. That's not good. Yeah. Yeah. And she's she's good at grappling, Vieira. But Holly Holm is a great gym, Jackson Wink. So wrestling isn't, you know, defensive wrestling is not going to be an issue. She is a bigger fighter. Holly can comfortably go to 145 and, you know, fight the best and Chris Cyborg and drop back down to 135 next fight and look like she didn't even miss a step. Yeah. So 
I think Holly is going to outstrike Vieira. Holly's going to keep it on the ground, and Holly's going to get the victory. Keep it on the feet. No, I'm sorry. Stay. Keep it off of the ground. Keep it off the ground. Yeah. Yes. Stay on the feet and get the victory. I think her striking is just going to be too good. Um, In women's MMA, there's high-level striking. There's Holly Holm. And then you're like Amanda Nunez. <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. But when it comes to striking, I mean, Holly Holm, her experience, boxing, kickboxing, it's just, it's unmatched. She's almost in a league of her own. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They showed against uh, Ronda Rousey, too. You know, so Misha, Misha Tate was able to get a takedown and uh, rear naked choke her. So she can get taken down, you know, it is possible, but she uh, can. Yeah. Uh, and it was amazing that Misha Tate was able, was able to, and Ronda Rousey wasn't. Yeah, right. Exactly. But Misha went for Ronda. more of a single leg and not a judo throw. Yeah. So there's always that too. Ronda was trying to strike with her too, I think, which was yeah. stupid in my opinion. She's the best boxer in women's MMA, remember? Yeah, in in the in the wrestling, she's the best boxer. Yeah, yes, yeah. She's doing her thing though. I watched her. Uh, I watched her last. She had to change her arm bar so she didn't break anyone's uh, arms at WWE. So oh, I don't follow wrestling. So, but I yeah yeah. I mean, she's she's still making money. She's still performing as an athlete, so you can't knock her. You know, still great. You know, one of the greatest yeah. of all times. Yeah, definitely. And she made history, you know, yeah. she made women's MMA what it was, brought it to the UFC. She's partially the thing for that. So Ronda yeah. Fossey is always, uh, you know, she could be definitely be in the Hall of Fame too someday, maybe. All right. There you have it for Two Dudes in a Cage for our picks and analysis for Holmes versus Vieira. Let us know what you think. We love to hear feedback. We'd love to hear your picks. Hit us up in the comments. If you like our content, please like, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. We'd love to know what you think. Uh, We look forward to having you. As always, the views are coming in. People are watching, and we sure do appreciate that. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.